0: Welcome to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy, two guys heading
1: out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. I am Ben Canning. And I'm Dave Kennedy. A topless Dave Kennedy, it looks like.
0: Well, listen, this is a, a salmon-colored shirt, uh, tank tank shirts. he said it's it salmon?
1: Like... Who told you it was salmon? Does it say salmon. It looks in the salmon.
0: It's salmon, okay? It's not pink, it's salmon. Although I would rock pink. Like, I actually have a pink shirt. It's a light pink shirt. This is salmon. Okay. Is salmon. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it looks good. It, whatever color it is, it looks good. But it just looks like the same color as your skin. Well, it's it's funny. It's funny you actually
0: mentioned that. So I was actually coming out of a conference call yesterday and I walk out my kids are watching YouTube and my son is in charge of the, the remote. And I look on the screen and all I see is is a completely naked woman. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell are my kids watching? So I start flipping my shit. And, I, and, and it turns out she was wearing leggings and it was like skin color. So it looked like she... And I, I just Ray glanced at it really quickly. So I had, I had lost my shit with my kids and it was... They weren't doing anything wrong. So like, dad, it's leggings. I'm like... Oh, okay. All right. There we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> right. Well, aside from that, what's been going on? Has your week been? Uh, actually it's been going really good. Uh, you know, I, I've talked on the podcast. I've had a, a little bit of injuries around my shoulder and like my muscle soreness and tendons, kind of not catching up with my muscle growth and everything else around that. So, you know, we did a little bit of a deload, unfortunately. Um, I came out much stronger. <laughs> how, long,
1: how long of a deload did we do?
0: It was, it was three days. It was three days. I did three days. Three I, didn't days. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything in those three days. Okay. And then, okay. And then I actually had to take two days off to go get my blood work. So, so technically it was like a deload ish type of half of a deload after that. So, so it was, it was, but it definitely helped out. Cause I, I'll tell you, I just got done, um, doing a push day and, uh, I'll tell you, it was one of the best push sessions I think I've ever done. Uh, just destroying myself and couldn't do any more. And, uh, pushing myself to new limits. And, uh, I'll tell you, I didn't have any type of uh, shoulder pain whatsoever uh, that I typically do on my left side. So I feel like I'm fully repaired. Um, and just kind of keep an eye on it, you know, make sure I don't, uh, overdo it on the left side. Um, and I think the, the type of routines and workouts that I have, you know, when I, when I initially injured it was because I just got in the Smith machine. And, and if you listen to like Jay Cutler or any of the major bodybuilders, they're like the barbell bench press is literally the worst thing you can do for your shoulders tears them all the time chairs your chest i mean jay cutler's like i have I haven't touched a barbell bench press in like 15 years um and, and it's because of the, the injuries you receive from that but when i got into my new smith machine i was like oh this is awesome and so i started doing heavy barbell benches and i tore my shoulder um and so it's been a little bit of a long recovery uh to get that fully back to normal um, but at the end of the day, I feel really strong with it. It feels really good, and I just st- stay away from anything that's the barbell bench press. I stick to the Kabuki camber bar, which is more of an angle neutral grip bar um, that's cambered, so it allows you to really get a full, you know, contraction of your pectoral muscles, um, as well as um, you know, keep your arms in a neutral grip, so it doesn't uh, rely off of your shoulders, so it takes less strain off of your shoulders, as well as the tonal and dumbbells. So those those three combinations. I think did a really good job and then when i was doing like military presses overhead presses um you know th- those those really felt uh, real solid zero pain so it's been a solid week for me very happy sleep's been in order uh, i've dropped pounds and so we're in the cutting phase now so you know i'm in my my 230s now which i haven't been for for like six months um
1: so everything's looking up man how about how about yourself well i'll touch on myself in a second the thing that i want to say about the barbell is press because i think that this is such a it's like, a an old school, like bro ego, like how much do you bench question? It really is it all the time. And like, my good friend to mean that I actually hope we'll get on the podcast one time. He is like, I remember being like 16 or 17 in school and he had a weights bench in his living room and he was like drinking protein shakes. And I was like crazy every <laughs> time I see him. So he lives in Qatar. So I don't see him often, but every time I see him, he's like, how much do you bench? And I'm like, I still don't fucking do bench press. Like I still don't do it. Yeah. But what I want to say is because people. There is no or very little mechanical benefit to growing your chest doing a barbell bench press. I think that's a pretty fair statement. If you want to be a power lifter and get strong doing a barbell bench press, then yeah, all day long. The thing about the Smith machine that I would sort of play devil's advocate with what you said is if you band it the way that we have done before to take the pressure off whenever you're at the bottom, you can get a lot more from it. Now I would say it's probably, it's probably, more of an advanced movement because you need to make sure that you have got a proper connection with your chest and you're fully in control. But if you reverse band it, as you come down, the tension will come on the band. The weight will reduce technically. So whenever you're in that sort of weaker position where your shoulders Mm -hmm. start to come in, you're not pushing as much weight. But then whenever you start to push away, the band starts to lose resistance and then it gets heavier. So where you get stronger, so you can actually work a pretty decent range generally on an incline as long as it's banded properly. So you don't totally avoid it, set it up properly, but using a regular barbell flat bench, I would never, I wouldn't even think of it.
0: And I know, I know today's discussion is going to be very much on like progressive overload and just general weight training um, type of suggestions. I can't tell you how important that that muscle-mind connection really is. Um, yeah, I used to, uh, it was actually funny, uh, uh, Logan, one of the folks uh, over at TrustedSec, uh, he saw me at uh, DEF CON and he lifts, lifts frequently and things like that. And I had my shirt off when we were at the, the pool. And he's like, dude, I really want to say your, your chest is really coming in. He's like, I was actually concerned about it, you know, initially when you first started doing because it, it wasn't well-defined. And it's interesting because I used to not feel like I wasn't really hitting my chest hard when I would be doing certain things. And I really started focusing on what does a contraction in my chest feel like? What does that look like from without doing any weights, just coming up and being able to flex that muscle as it's coming up to get that full contraction? What does that look like? And i really spent time developing that muscle mind connection of being able to really get you know the full range of movement of that muscle uh to get to that point that's that's the only muscle i've ever had to do that with by the way every other muscle i feel like you know i have a really good connection with and it's gonna sound weird because i like my 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 my, my, my pectoral muscles hate me. Um, you know we don't have a good relationship, but uh, you know everything, um, else we're really yeah, everything else really. Everything else likes me. You know but uh, my pectoral muscles. You know still still don't don't like to talk. It's a uh, very it's a very sensitive it's a it's a it's a, a non sensitive muscle for me. Um, but uh, so when but I I can tell now you know they just uh, today's a great example. You know I got I I was I was blowing my chest out and I could feel the muscles just completely fatigued. You know i was getting a really good uh range of motion on it and you know I, again i went to complete muscle failure and all of those and kept hitting it as hard as i could so that i can you know maximize strength and muscle hypertrophy uh strength size or uh, hypertrophy is the the size and growth of your muscle um so that we could you know i can i can do it again next week and get get stronger so you know that that muscle mind connection i can't emphasize as much important it's actually backed by science um you know if you listen to the huberman uh andrew huberman podcast uh, talks about. I'm going to go have, to
1: his event. I'm going to go to his awesome. event in New York. I'm New York. Event.
0: I wish I could. I'm doing so much travel
1: these next few months. I. I it's funny. I was actually laughing with, with Daniel. I was like, I'm going to get a t shirt printed, being like, uh, what do we say? Like, discipline over dopamine. <laughs> to really put Boss <laughs> in, in the audience. <laughs> that's <laughs> or, uh, awesome. Inverted comments, science, yeah. based, science based.
0: Well, I've actually <laughs> planned all my flights around how I can get there and enough time to go do the gym. So. I got my flights. I think all, all worked out and hammered out, but I can't wait to see you uh, soon. And uh, I'll be flying over to Brucon for Belgium. We're going to go to Belfast and hang out and have a good time. Mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. really excited to see you in your home home grounds versus always mine.
1: I'm going uh, to, I basically planned the the time around where we're going to train and where we're going to eat. I think that's, that's, pretty that's much all that it. matters. Yeah. yeah, Back to your chest. So number yeah. one, one of the things that we sort of said at the start of the moving into surplus is that's what we want, wanted to work on, because we both said that that, that was one of your sort of lack of departure, not strong. So it's obviously good that we've been able to get that. And it's actually funny because I, I generally tend to find that the muscles that you can see, you tend to have a better connection with. So obviously you can see your chest, that you sort of know how it works whenever you like either look in a mirror or look at yourself. So I'm glad you've been able to get that. And I'm looking forward to that's some of the stuff that we're going to go through whenever we're in Nashville, you know, going through exercise, execution, and mind muscle connection, and stuff like that. And um, so, I'm looking forward to that in terms of how my week is going. Um, I thought about this as I was coming back, so you would ask, and I was going to do the generic everything's good, yeah, blah, 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 fine. This week, in terms of progress and training and nutrition, has been a struggle, and um, I thought it was important to bring it up. Because I didn't want everybody to always think it's like easy and, you know, we've got it easy and blah, blah, blah. This week's been a th- tough in terms of, I haven't made much progress. So for the past however many weeks it's been, I've consistently made progress. My weight's dropped, blah, blah, blah. And it's been quote, unquote, easy. Um, I've been stuck in and around, the I don't have it in pounds, like 92 to 93 kilo mark. So I didn't hit my target with GMs of 91 kilos, which therefore meant I didn't get my calories increased this week. And we have to extend it for another week. And it's tough whenever you are ticking all the boxes in terms of getting all your training in doing all your cardio getting all your steps in and the progress isn't happening i've also noticed a slight dip in energy levels throughout the week so during sessions haven't been as focused i would say maybe or haven't had the the same intensity so that has been a struggle um, and even whenever it came to work this week it was a bit it was harder to get focused and harder to get concentrate so that's my reality check in terms of how this week was. Now, I am going away this weekend. Me and my brother are going over to Manchester and I will eat more calories than I have this week. And I think that will do me a lot of favors in terms of coming in the next week with more energy levels and things will be good from there. But I just wanted to give that reality side of it because I often see that with social media, everybody's like, oh, you know, things are going so well. And look at the progress that I've made, blah, blah, blah. There are weeks that it's tough and there are weeks that you will struggle. Aside from that, um, work has been going good. Um, as we know, I'm, I'm sort of not taking any more clients on from the end of this month. Um, I have been doing a lot of planning for, I guess, the next couple of trips, which I'm excited for. Um, I'm excited to get, number one, into your gym, to hang out with Cardi B, and then number two, <laughs> to go and train in Nashville with everybody else. And actually, an interesting point, I was on a call with Rob earlier on. And uh, I think that one of the coolest things for me every time we do something like this, like an in-person event, is generally they're going to be in, like, six-month increments. And I think it'll be cool for everybody to, who goes to see how much progress people have made in six months because it's not people that they're going to see any yeah. other time of the yeah. year. And they'll see each other, like the progress that they've made over six months. So I think that will be, cool, be cool for me. Obviously to see everybody in person and obviously have a pretty solid plan of, of the weekend and how things are going to go. Um, Dude, I'll tell but, you, uh, Jason, uh, sent me a
0: message the other day on Facebook messenger and he's like, look what you've created to me. And he is jacked, man. I'm actually yeah, nervous about him. He's made some serious gains. I'm like, Oh my I God. Know. Like, I, know. I was like, man, I, I feel, I'm feeling inadequate here. I need to set my shit up, you know, like, and that's great. I love it. You know, um, You know, it's seen the progress of everybody and the excitement and, you know, Kevin obviously was on the podcast uh, last week and, you know, all of that stuff just culminating is really cool to see such a, a group of people caring for one another, helping one another, lifting people up and having the success that, that you absolutely can have. And I think that's just like what we're all about, right? It's just that positive community of helping each other out as much as we possibly can. And it's cool to see the results of folks that are starting to do. it. I just saw, I just want to do a shout out really quick um, to somebody on Twitter, uh, it was, uh, Ben. So it's, uh, one infosec Ben. Um, and he said one month into uh, one month in and holding strong, starting to feel the need to work out instead of it feeling like a chore, uh, which will definitely help maintain consistency already starting to see the physical transformation and strength building. I mean, con- Ben, congratulations on the success and, and being there for one month. You know, those are the things that form habits that allow you to be successful the rest of your life. And, you know, that's what we're advocating here is small habits, small changes, but consistency is what will make you successful in the long run, whether it's nutrition, whether it's mindset, whether it's resistance training, whether it's steps, all of those things compound into what we're doing. So just a quick shout out to there, but just really cool to see the group, you know, both BC fam, as well as the entire, WeHack health, uh, uh community really upholding each other, uh, and helping each other out. And so many different folks, men and women just sharing their experiences, really helping each other. It's just been an awesome, awesome thing to see. So congratulations to you and what you put into it. Uh, it's all
1: working out. I think the, 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 cool thing for me that, that we're starting to see now with the likes of Jason, cause he, he sent me, I don't know if it was the same photos, but similar, he said they couldn't sleep and it was like 2 AM and he sent me photos in the gym. The cool thing that we're starting to see now is people who have went through like massive, fat loss phases who have you know been in a deficit for what seems to be their entire life and you know they always their main focus was fat loss calorie deficit blah 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 blah, blah. that they sort of transition to build a muscle and getting stronger and eat more calories and things like that so you then start to see a totally different type yeah. of transformation so all these so different like even David Boyd he sent me he goes what do you think of? he sent me a video of his um dumbbell floor press. And I was like, never mind your fucking dumbbell floor press, look at your shoulders and your arms. And like, we're starting <laughs> to see people really build a muscle and looking yeah. good yeah. in their photos and in their videos. And, and even Mike, I know what we've been talking about, Mike a lot. I don't know if he saw his progress. Oh my gosh. Mike looks incredible. Part. I was like, where the fucking get those yeah. arms from?
0: I'm like, what the yeah.
1: fuck? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just like working on like Dave, Dave arms. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you already got Dave <laughs> arms. you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, now I'm going to get, like you said, I'm getting a little bit nervous about being, everybody being a person. And I'm like, shit, what? Like, I really need to, to yeah. step it up. <laughs> um, But yes, it's great to see because obviously everybody's at different stages of their journey. You know, people are just starting out one month in, two months in, six months in, whatever. And being able to go through these different phases, people who've lost, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 pounds. It's incredible to see. But now that they're in that other stage of trying kind to of build muscle, it's a totally different realm for them. It's a totally different mindset they need to be in. And it's a totally different type of transformation. So it's cool to see this sort of byproduct of all that stuff starting to come through. And it's just come, it, it, it's probably just, we're starting to see it now because of the time that everybody's put in. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, Jason's been within the community, I don't know, like overall every year. Um, so he put that time in and then we're starting to see it out the other side. So it's cool to see. Yeah, this,
0: uh, this whole movement's been great. And uh, I, th- I think that leads us into uh, our topic today,
1: which is more so on uh, resistance Well, I want to stream. coin the phrase. I want to coin the phrase because Lou put it in coin the a phrase. He was like, he just wanted to, um, he was like, I'm just looking for a little bit of weightlifting 101. And I was like, that's maybe actually something that we should, should talk about. So I'm going to give him the credit. But Basically, his question was around progressive overload. But I think that we can expand on that and talk about sort of general, rules of thumb whenever it comes to weight and resistance training, and things to look out for, how to manage it and stuff like that. Um, cause I think it's, it's probably something that that I take for granted. Um, probably something that I answer quite a lot of questions about. And even this week's training within the client community is going to be based on progressive overload. Um, and sort of what the fuck that actually means, because we talk about it all the time and yes. Okay. We understand it, but it's just two words. And I guess we need to sort of delve a bit deeper into
0: it, you know, it's, it's, uh, that this concept I think is probably especially if you're getting into resistance training is probably fundamentally the most important thing to understand because if you don't uh you're not going to experience the gains that you want to and most likely will stay at a pretty consistent rate where you're not going to increase or decrease anyway you just basically maintain and if your goal is to maintain that's that's fantastic you know cool cool on you but if your goal is to grow muscle have a better physique you know, and that's your goal. Again, I'm not saying, you know, there isn't a goal to be more lean and just cardio. I'm not saying there's no, you know, there's, there's different ways of tackling all of this. Right. But from a resistance training perspective, there are fundamental concepts uh, that you have to understand if you want to maximize and increase your muscle mass in your body, your lean body mass. And so these, these weightlifting 101 on one tips uh, really get into the science of muscle growth, muscle strength, short twitch fibers versus fast, fast twitch fibers. And how they work, and really your ability to put on muscle mass and continue to increase your performance in yourself. When we talk about PRs, you know, personal records, we're talking about beating ourselves, which means that we had to beat ourselves prior to that to get to a different level. We're continuously progressing forward, which is kind of gets into the progressive overload situation, but we're continuously progressing forward and tackling our muscles in different ways that allow us to increase either strength or muscle size or both to get to those desired results. And by the way, you can be a massively big muscular person and still be incredibly weak from a strength perspective. They're very different things. That's why you typically see powerlifters, where well, I've seen powerlifters that are like a buck 60 that can deadlift way more than I can. So size doesn't matter in the case of strength but size absolutely matters in the case of muscle hypertrophy and growth. And there's different ways of hitting your muscles based off of that. I think that's what we need to get into and talk to because, you know, when I first started it, thank God I had a trainer that programmed my things so that we, we maximize those efforts. But without a trainer, if you don't know what you're doing uh, you're just going to stay that, you know, you can, it's very potential. If you're not pushing yourself hard enough, you will stay the same and you will not get the, the desired results that you want to. And for me, I always say on this podcast, that is my biggest fear. My biggest fear is going to the gym next year and being exactly the same all that work all that effort all of that pushing to be the same and not better no no thank you i'm going to maximize the living hell out of my body beat it up and get better uh, every single day
1: yeah i think that uh, you know to before we get into the progressive overload i put the question into the discord chat within the pc farm to see was there anything that anybody has learned from me, has benefited from, something they wish they knew sooner, to see what they sort of said, to get their insight on it. Because I often think that, like, this is stuff that I I talk about all the time. So I want to make sure that they're as involved in the conversation as possible to see whether I'm actually doing a good job in terms of educating you guys along the way. And a couple of people mentioned about tracking your workouts. And I think that this is a fundamental part of progressive overload because if you don't have a record of what you did the last time, How the fuck are you going to know what you need to do this time? And that is one thing that that changed dramatically whenever I started training with Calum. He was like, can you track your workouts? And people were like, oh, yeah, you know, I just do that pull down. I know what I did last time. And I'm like, bullshit. Like, you probably can't even remember what you had for dinner last night, let alone how many reps you did on the machine on the specific day and what we did last week during that session. So tracking your workout, you can either track it using an app obviously you guys have access to the true coach app you can track it there some other guys use different apps i track on pen and paper like old school because it keeps me disconnected from my phone i literally just just write it out draw it out in as i go in and actually that's a sort of mental cue for me when i sit here and i write my workout in that i'm going to stop work and go to the gym so logging your workouts and having a record of it to know exactly where you need to be this week versus last week it gives me the when I get to the gym and I open up and I go, okay, you know, incline dumbbell bench press. Last week I got eight reps at I'm gonna talk kilos because that's what I, I read it down in. Last week I got eight reps at 45 kilos. Sure hit know that I'm gonna do everything in my possible everything in my power to get nine reps, ten reps, whatever it is, that one extra rep, whatever the fuck it is that you need to progress. And that's where we talk start to talk about progressive overload. If you Google progressive, progressive overload definition, progressive overload is when you gradually increase the weight frequency or number of repetitions in your strength training routine. For me, which, which equates to volume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which creates the overall volume. For me, what I would talk about or how I look at it is basically everybody that I program workout for will have a rep range. The reason I give a range is because that's the range that we progress in. So, for example, if we take eight to 12 reps, this week, if you get 10 reps at 100 pounds, whatever the weight is, next week you need to get 11 or 12 or potentially 13 or more. Like you don't need to stop at the upper rep range just because that's where the number is. Like, do push it. Once you hit the upper rep range, that's whenever you then increase the weight. Now, it doesn't need to be add 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, unless you're Dave. You know, you can add five pounds and that is progress. Obviously, whenever you add weight, you're going to do lower amount of reps and then you'll be maybe down seven reps eight reps or whatever and then that's how the cycle continues so you max out the rep range and then you up the weight once you up the weight you'll have lower reps then you do rinse and repeat and that's how i would look at progressive overload over time caveat to that is obviously we can't progress at the same rate forever so i'll always say to you guys if you go three weeks without progressing in an exercise let me know and i'll swap it out for something else because we can do something that's the same muscle group, but a slightly different movement that will allow us to continue to progress because we could be doing a, pr- a program that's four or five, six months long, and there's no way you can progress every week in every exercise for that entire amount of time.
0: Yeah, and with, with progressive overload, again, what we're trying to do from like a, a science perspective and how our bodies actually work um, is we're, we're basically saying to the muscle, and, and especially as we start to, let's just say in Ben's example, let's just say we're doing 50 pounds at 10 reps you know, that's that week. And so your muscles are like, oh man, I can't do that. I need to build strength in, in order for me to accomplish this and growth in order for me to accomplish this. So the next week we're going even heavier, telling the muscle that the, the type of job that we're doing still isn't adequate enough. You still need to keep building muscle. And, and why that works is if you think about, uh, uh, us in the wild, you know, millions of years ago, if we're lifting wood or we're chopping with axes, or we're going and hunting and we have to be strong to carry the meat back
1: I would have been was, so screwed. Like, if I think about me whenever I was younger, yes. I was so I'd, um, I'd be dead. Like, I would yep. have been kicked out of the fucking tribe. And there is like, no way. So There's no way I'm surviving
0: uh, a million years ago or
1: a hundred thousand years ago. Uh, from no, I think I would be okay. No, I think I would be okay. That I'm a skinny man. Like, I'd have been fucked. Yeah. I have lifted anything. <laughs> so screwed. And well, that's start. the thing. If
0: we if we can't carry our meat to our tribe, then our tribe dies. Um, and so this is our body basically compensating for us to get stronger, to be able to complete the daily tasks that we need at hand. And that's why, you know, when you look at people that, you know, are doing heavy labor and work, they they typically are very strong. Now, here's the difference. You know, you can eat horribly from a nutritional perspective and still be massively strong. You know, you see this very heavily in like the powerlifting lifting um, side of the house. I'm not saying that's, that's consistent across the board. These folks are ridiculously amazing. But a lot of times they don't have the same physique, for example, as a bodybuilder that's focused on you know, lean nutrition and, and staying as skinny as you possibly can while building the muscle or doing cutting and bulking phases and things like that. But again, what we're trying to accomplish here is to overload the muscle to increase either strength or size. Now there's a difference between short Twitch fibers and fast Twitch fibers, uh, in our muscles, the fast Twitch fibers are what gets us the explosive immediate strength. Okay. And when you're looking at like powerlifters, for example, they typically stay in the low rep ranges, you know, anywhere between one to like eight at a maximum rep range. And they're just lifting heavy as all heck. That is going to increase your strength. It will also increase muscle, but probably not as fast as if you were doing more so, you know, a uh, little bit lighter weights, but higher rep ranges to fatigue the muscle out even more, more from an endurance perspective. So you have strength, uh, muscle size, and endurance are kind of the three different parts of how your muscles actually operate and work. And so, you know, for me, what I've kind of found a home in is, is a combination of powerlifting and bodybuilding, which is power lift or power building, um, which my first few compound movements that I have, the the, the very first compound movement is extremely heavy. So if if that's my bench press, if that's my, uh, deadlift, if that's my squat, I typically will, uh, go very, very heavy, you know, my 80, 80 percentile, uh, uh, perspective and try to knock out, you know, anywhere between, you know, three to eight rep ranges in those until I can't do any more. And then the rest of my exercises are all usually in the 10 to 15 to 20 rep range, as I'm trying to burn out my muscles and hit the muscles from different, different ways. And there is direct science behind this as well. You, you I have to remember the exact range, but for like new folks that are just starting hitting your uh, muscles with at least uh, 12 sets a week, um for a specific muscle group is typically how you grow muscles for more advanced users it's more than that you know it's 19 to 20 to 25 whatever the heck the the range is but um it's it starts to get more challenging as you uh progress further uh through these different areas because your muscles get accustomed to that weight so you have to continuously tackle it and, and hit it in different ways so with progressive overload we're trying to overload the muscles to muscle failure and it really directly equates to the amount of weight the amount of reps and overall volume that you're putting through your muscles and again if they can't handle it you know when i'm doing uh my lifts like today is a great example um i was doing tricep extensions and i was doing uh cross cross rope tricep extensions and so i have both my arms here and i'm literally got 10 pounds you know and i'm going up and down because it was the last set of the day and i'm exhausted and and i get to like rep you know eight and i'm shaking and I can't get down any further. Like I'm, I'm stuck here, and I and I have to stop because my muscles are completely at failure to where they're not working anymore. That's what we want to accomplish. We want to get as close to failure as possible, so that our muscles know that we are not strong enough for the tasks at hand to create that mTOR process and protein synthesis and muscle muscle building process in our bodies to increase our muscle mass size as well as strength as we're going through this.
1: Agree. And I have a new tricep exercise for you to try when i run over there. I feel like I need to always come with a new tricep exercise to to fuck you up. The thing that I will say, and this will lead us into the next topic, is with all of that being said about going to absolute failure and stuff like that, number one, do it safely. Don't injure yourself. You don't want to get a dumbbell to the head. But number two, it needs to be done with correct exercise execution. This is something that Scott brought up um, within the family chat. There's no point in pushing yourself to the point of failure. If you're a not contracting the muscle and b going to put yourself at risk of injury or jeopardize some other part of your body. So always focus on exercise execution. And what I mean by that is working within your active range. So whenever I say active range, I mean the range that you feel comfortable and in control of moving the weight. So if you use the example of, uh, Paul used this I was in Birmingham that, at that event. Uses the example of musical statues. So basically if you were playing music and you were doing a bench <coughs> press, whatever it is, if he stops the music, you should be able to stop as soon as the music stops and be in control the whole way. And oftentimes you'll see people just repping it out like and using the momentum, because Jason talked about the momentum in of your muscles and the elasticity of your muscles to get through the movement. Yes, okay, you can move the weight, brilliant, but you're not actually contracting the muscle. So can you actually stop whenever you're doing that? And that's where it comes down to active range and exercise execution, a couple of ways to test your active range. And I thought about this all week, like how the fuck am I going to prescribe this for anybody who's not lifting or not lift, not watching. Everybody should be lifting, not watching. Um, so the way that I would describe it is basically, for example, if you take your, we'll talk about bench press. So if you take your bench press and you lie on the bench, everybody's going to have to do a visualization exercise with me. If you lie on your bench and you put your hands up in the air and you bring your shoulder, you bring your elbows down by your side the place that they go naturally is your active range. So anything that's past that, so if you have to pull your elbows back or bring your shoulder blades together to get that further down, then that's your back starting to do the work. Or if you had a dumbbell in your hand, it would be the weight pushing down on it. So if you're lying on the bench, you bring your elbows down and your elbows are just in line with your shoulder or just slightly past it, to me, that's your active range because you can go there without having to use any of your back muscles or use any weight to do that. Another example would be the leg press. If you sit in the leg press and keep it locked in, the safety on, and you put your foot on the leg on the pad of the leg press, and just bring your knee towards you, the pad won't move. Just bring your knee towards you. You'll notice how much distance there is between the pad and the butt, the sole of your foot. That again is your active range. Everybody's different. I tend to look at like hip to knee ratio, so where your knees in line with your hips. Some people will have a lot more range in terms of their their knees will be up around their ears. Some people will have a lot less range. But that sort, of, um, that sort of comment about you need to come full depth, there will be a point that the weight of the leg press is just pushing you down and then you're going to have to really jeopardize you know, muscles like lower back and strain yourself to get up out of that. And I would rather you slowly come down, pause at whatever that point is in your active range and then be able to press and actually contract the muscle and feel it on the way out rather than just using the momentum and the elasticity of your muscle. I think Hopefully the, everybody was able to get that because I know there of visualization there. It made sense. I think, um,
0: you know, when you look at, at the type of movement you're trying to do, I always see, you know, folks at the gym. And it's not my area to critique, you know, it's just not how I would do things. But I also look at a lot of, you know, professional bodybuilders, powerlifters, and, and they'll share their workout routines and kind of how they do things. And I'm always looking at, like, form and technique. Like, I just watched one yesterday with Jake Cutler, and I actually tweaked my tricep extensions a little bit. When Jay was explaining is for one, the tricep extension is one of the only movements you actually lock. You want to lock your elbows out so you can get that full range of motion on your tricep, which I didn't even think about. The second part is he said, you know, as you're going down for that tricep extension to kind of curve your arms in. Like this, you know, if you're looking on in Instagram, I'm, I'm I'm moving my arms
1: inward. No, you need to describe it. You need to do visualization because as I'm trying to try, as I was trying to not until not everybody's to watching. Listen. I this. will say as well, I know that we had thirty-six people who watch on YouTube. We now have fifty-one regular watchers. Going on up on YouTube. It's going it? up. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Make it make anyway, it make it, sorry.
0: it. No, you're good. Um so <laughs> when you when you pull down, you're you're basically taking your 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 hands, you obviously you're keeping your your um elbows as close to your your side of your body as possible. And you're coming down for that full contraction, locking your, your arms out, but you're also kind of twisting your, your, um, your hands at an angle so that you can get that full flex of the tricep muscle as you're coming down. So I tried that today. I'm like, oh, this, this sucks. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, you know, just little tiny tweaks that you can do to introduce things as you start to look at these, but you know, form and technique. And also, you know, don't bang through your sets as fast as possible. I mean, you know, when I'm doing it, I'm I'm trying to, you know, go up and down very controlled and very slow, especially, you know, explosive power up, slow, you know, movement down, explosive power up. It's what we call tempo. Thanks, Ben. Uh, and slow power down. So I have that. I have a note to to,
1: to cover tempo. tempo That's good. That's good. The thing, the thing that I want to talk actually about your tricep, because that guy, uh, Mike, I can't remember his name, the big guy with the tattoos on his face that I sent you, the Canadian guy. Yeah, this yeah. guy's a badass. He talked about the tricep extension as well, and it was an interesting point because, yes, why do you need to get the full contraction? So, what you're talking about whenever you're talking about turning your wrist out in a, I assume it was a rope, yeah, it was, rope it was a rope, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, turning turn in your wrists out that gets your the long head of your tricep in that fully contracted position now that's where your tricep where you feel it so you feel your tricep connecting contracting. you can feel the muscle there yeah While it is important to get there i absolutely agree it's also important to work through that range and have the challenge the whole way through because it's not just that fully contracted position so if you think about your muscle contracted and extended. So if you think about biceps and triceps working on opposition, to the other, my biceps fully contracted, my triceps fully extended and the opposite way around when my triceps fully, con- fully extended, my biceps fully contracted, the other way around. Um, so working through that range and challenging it through all of those ranges is, is important. So yes, while you get that feeling of this sucks because you feel the blood flow in your tricep and it feels pumped, you still need to work through the rest of the range and that's where tempo comes in. Yeah. Honestly, Honestly, would think that we have planned this like bit by bit leading into each other. But anyway, tempo is probably one of the, <laughs> well, actually I'll let you sit because you, I, I introduced you to it as I do with everybody else who comes on board. and. They hate me for a very long time. And it really, really, it really, really takes a long time to actually get heads around it. Um, So I wanna get your view on it and then I'll talk about it. Well, I think
0: when I was introduced to Tempo, the, you know, I I would see myself in a video and in a video, when I'm doing the actual exercise, I feel like I'm the slowest person ever going up. I'll be like, all right, I gotta go for three seconds. And then in the video, I'm like, bloop, it's one second. You know, like, and I'm like, why wasn't I three seconds? I got, I actually gotta count it out, seriously. And so you would like slow down on this. I'm like, but I was going slow. I thought, you know, so you know, it takes a while to get the the timing, you know, right. But you know, the the, the thing to, to note is that when you're going up, you're using that explosive tempo to come up, and then you know the the ride down. It, it depends on the, what you're trying to accomplish. Like you could be really slow going up and down. It just depends on the, the type of tempo. But I think for me, it's really trying to focus on a specific muscle group. And you hear this term, uh, time under tension. The more time under tension the more your muscles are going to grow. So you're just banging things out and using the momentum of a thing, and you see that uh, commonly with like hammer curls, you see people like rocking up like this, you know, so basically rocking your whole body upward so that you can get the, you know, get it down. And then you kind of go down a little bit slower or even, um, you know, lateral raises where you're basically just rocking your whole body to get yourself up. I, and actually, momentum. <laughs> I
1: had a call with, um, Chris Russell during the week, and he's obviously been hashtag We Hack Health since the very start. Yeah, Chris he's is awesome. Shit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we were chatting about lateral raises, and he was talking about you know young kids he sees in the gym, and they're like you know banging out forty-five pound dumbbells and like just <laughs> <Chris laughs> swinging them, and it's just like you're gonna so fuck yourself you jack up. your shoulder
0: up so bad. And I have
1: you know I have people come, clients talking all the time. Like I'm really not progressing on lateral raises. I'm like, well, what are you doing? And it could be like you know ten pounds or twelve pounds. I'm like that's what you need to do. Like you yeah. need to be doing anything. Like think about the size of that muscle compared to the size of this yes. muscle or that muscle or whatever else. It's a small fucking muscle. It can take a lot in terms of a lot of reps, but you can't do it with a lot of weight to actually get a proper contraction, especially like trying to actually contract that that muscle. up. And that's, this is, this is where sort of
0: tempo falls into that. That's why I really like movements that, that take out of the equation of your back. So if, you know, if I'm doing, um, uh, military presses, I'll do it sitting down uh so that I can honestly focus on not using my back as a as a, a crutch and really put the emphasis on my shoulders as I start to go up uh same thing when I'm doing you know other exercises like making sure I'm just slightly a little bit forward so I'm not arching my back so that it causes you know issues with that but you know with the, the lateral raises as an example I mean I'm typically using 15 to 20 pounds mm-hmm. and just burning the living hell out of my muscles and it, and it sucks it sucks it hurts like and especially if you do a control again not using the momentum you're just slowly raising your arms as you're coming up, slowly raising your arms as going down. I mean, like with 15 pounds, I get to like the ninth or 10th rep. I'm like, I hate my life right now. So latter raises <laughs> yeah. is exactly,
1: this is, this is how I introduced plants to tempo on their first session, whenever I was doing all the one coaching. Um, and it didn't matter if it was a female who, weighed 100 pounds a guy who was jacked he weighed 200 or somebody who weighed 300 pounds it didn't matter who they were I always would have given them the smallest dumbbells so they're one kilo so 2.2 pounds whatever it is and they would always look at me like what the fuck am I going to do with these like you know the ones off the top rack that sit in a separate rack that nobody yeah. lifts and I hand them to them and they're like yeah 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 whatever I'm like right lateral raises corrective form you know all the bits that I need to do talk about the reactive range talk about the tempo and genuinely within like 12 to 15 reps their entire body's shaking and they're like almost in tears and they're like the this is where I can teach you that the weight doesn't have to be massive to get the stimulus on the muscle and it was always one of my favorite things to do I would leave it to about two-thirds of the way through the session because they're feeling good and they're feeling confident with everything else I'm like I'm going to fuck you up with this one kilo dumbbell um but yes, yeah, so that's where the tempo always came in a side note on the you reminded me of thing there of, of Helmy actually who is a big boy I <laughs> like um, the boy yeah, I Yeah, actually uh who did i saw a picture someone
0: saw a picture of him recently i don't know who it was but he's like i remember kevin but he's like it's like how me is a really because oh, i shared
1: boy. his i shared his thing in instagram he like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like actually it's a big wasn't yeah he's <laughs> was <laughs> really i actually need to we'll train at his gym one time a yeah i'd love to. oh my god i would love to live with live, live, live with <laughs> help me <laughs> um but you're talking about sitting down to do your overhead press i remember this as clear as day whenever we used to work in in jimco so he used to do his overhead press seated but normal humans like you and i would do it in the rack and start here yeah no no he has the bar sat in front of him, so you can imagine it's not like you know it's not like 80 pounds yeah it was I remember it being 120 kilos so whatever that is like 250 pounds something like that so he gets ready the bar is sat in front of him and he just picks it up and just fucking yonks it up and holds it and then sits down with it and like normal people don't do that <laughs> over um but yes he's a whole totally different ball game um, yeah. no longer pursuing a career in bodybuilding though after the last conversation i have with him just to let everybody know he's concerned about how and his bodybuilding career you know um, i i do i do want
0: to th- make a quick statement on the whole bodybuilding thing it's like you look at what those folks put their bodies through i mean you have to be heavily juiced up and you know have to go in a really crazy direction. And longevity isn't something that you should consider if you're doing bodybuilding. I mean, I, I'm just seeing these stories of these folks that are dying at 40, 50 years old. And it's yeah. just, I mean, they're pumping themselves through so many different things and cycles well, and he's only
1: 26. Yeah.
0: I mean, he looks, yeah.
1: he looks older than me. He does. He does. He does. Yeah. Um, he's, he's but yeah, lot. so his, his reason for it is, oh, my what? headset's telling me I've got a little battery. I don't know if you can hear that, but I definitely, no, know. I can hear it. Um, okay. <laughs> but yes, so one of the, one of the things was his, his health. So he suffered a lot of issues after, I don't know if he did a YouTube video on it, but, but he suffered a lot of issues with his like kidney and liver and digestion after he the show. Um, and then obviously the other side of it was there's, there's not really much return in it unless yeah. you're at that like Olympia level. So he just wanted to focus on his business and help other people. So I thought that was fair. That's, um, that's a good but decision. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. He's still, I mean, he's, I train with him. Like he's still the same. Yeah. He's not doing anything. still different. a big boy. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually yeah. might be able to get him to go out for dinner and not eat out of his fucking work. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be an interesting session for us, for sure. I'll have to plan that. But yeah. yeah, so we're talking about tempo. So what the fuck does tempo actually mean? Because I get asked this all the time. Again, this is going to be a hard one to describe because not everybody's looking at me. But tempo basically... Whenever I program tempo, I use four numbers, generally it will start with a high number. Then it will be a one or a two, then it will be a one or a two, or then it'll be a one or a two, depending on what it is. The way that I would look at it is if we take three, one, two, one, as an example, three being the first number indicates the first part of the movement. So I can't say whether that's up or down or push or pull because it depends that's on the, the movement. movement. The second number is the pause at whatever point you are in the movement. The third number is the opposite of the first part of the movement, and the fourth number is the pause at the other side. So if we take if we take a squat, for example, a three, one, two, one, three two, one. Three seconds is you three seconds on the way down. So it takes three seconds to get down into the bottom of the squat. The one second pause is the pause at the bottom. Two seconds on the way up, and then one second pause at the top is the easiest way that I can explain it. And you can sort of translate that into whatever the movement is across the board. Some of them are a bit different. Sometimes I'll use four seconds. Sometimes I'll use five seconds. Depending on the distance that you need to go in the movement. So for example, like doing a tricep extension, you know, bringing your arm from here to here versus doing a hack squat, there's so much more distance you, need yep. more time there. And um, also it sucks infinitely whenever you have a five second on a, high, well, on squat. Let's, let's just be perfectly clear. Hack squats in general suck, but <laughs> yeah. like, yes, 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 that's true. That's true. The, the reason that I use it as another variable is Because you can use it like the amount of reps that you can do, you can use it the amount of weight. So basically, if we use that three, one, two, one example again, three, one, two, one is seven seconds in total. So if you look at that over 10 reps, that takes you 70 seconds to do that amount of work versus if you do a squat, you're doing one second down, one second up, or even two seconds down, two seconds up. That's two seconds or four seconds. You can do triple, double the amount of work that you're doing with the same weight, which is better on your joints long term. You don't need to, you know, be doing massive amounts of weight. You can get the work done. It's actually better to be more in control because you can feel that contraction. You know, the, the one thing that I always try and get across more than that sort of big number at the start is the pause at the top of the bottom. Because for me, whether it's a squat or an RDL, that one second or two second pause at the bottom of the movement is, is where you can mentally get your head around how the fuck am I getting out of this? And what I mean by that is, what muscle group is working here. What am I contracting here? Where do I feel this? So if you take an RDL, for example, and you do three seconds on the way down, and you say I'm doing it because you know, visuals, three seconds of the way down, you pause at the bottom. So whenever I'm in that one-second pause at the bottom, despite how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking is right, I need to contract my hamstrings and squeeze my glutes to get out of there, and then having that second to switch. Okay, I'm going down to on back up again. What's the difference in the terms of the the muscles moving and what ways it looking? So, and you, that's and you why I can think apply tempos... this to every single movement and exercise yeah. that you do.
0: Yeah. And a good example of that is like pause deadlifts, for example. When I was yeah. really struggling to hit 505, you know, we incorporated pause deadlifts into there. And so, you yeah. know, you'd hit a deadlift at you know, let's just say 60, 70 percent of your one rep max, which you know would be at whatever. And you, uh, as you're coming off that deadlift, you pause at the very beginning. Because usually um in deadlifts liftoff is the most challenging part of that so you're hitting that part of of the movement to strengthen certain areas to help you get better with that movement and strength and and you know again same thing you can do for anything bicep curls so you know bicep curls you know you come up usually some more more explosive so let's just say it's two seconds up you know three you know pause one second three seconds down two seconds up pause one second down you know one second way down here so you know you're doing more of a two one three one type of movement there and so the tempo can really help you conceptualize timing as you start to go through this and really get the most amount of work uh for your for your body now again coupling that with what you just learned about progressive overload and volume you know your goal should always be to increase the amount of weight that you're doing within reason you know you don't want to just increase weight for increasing race sake but if you use the amount of weight tempo and sets Uh, and reps that you currently did previously. That's why I think, you know, when Ben had said, logging your data is extremely important. You can see, okay, so last week I did, you know, 10 reps of a specific tempo at this weight. If I just increase the weight by two pounds or five pounds and I'm in the eight rep range, you know, maybe I need to knock out another set or a couple more extra just to get to that same type of volume, but I'm doing a much heavier weight. uh, And you just keep kind of balancing that rep range of going up you know, and then coming back down at a higher rep range so that, you know, you're still, you know, still hitting heavy, 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 and you're still getting heavier, heavier, heavier as time goes on, but you're also increasing the amount of volume and the amount of reps that you do um, as you start to get stronger with that weight. So it's just a balancing game of form, technique, timing, uh, as well as the amount of volume and the amount of weight that you're using as you're going through this.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, we can even talk about tempo when we're talking about progressive overload, because yeah. you'll know yourself, like once you start to enter the realm of weights that you never lifted, you don't lift it with the same tempo at the start. Like it, you just don't, because you just want to fucking get, get it over and done with. So, you know, say for example, you do eight reps at a hundred pounds of whatever the movement is this week, but you know they're not perfectly executed reps and you could slow things down and get the tempo. Just focusing on that for a couple of weeks is enough. Flip side of that as well is, if you get to the point where you've progressed and you've progressed progress, regress, and this is something that, that Scott does all the time. And I really respect him for it because he'll get to the point in like, I'm actually going to drop the weight and focus on the tempo and regain the connection with the muscle because you can get so caught up in, and I've done this before, like just getting caught up in beating the numbers and beating the log that you sort of forget all the rest of the things because obviously you want to progress in the numbers because why would you, so almost like, you know, dropping the weight by 10% or maybe a little bit more and refocusing on getting the, getting that connection. And this is actually a very valuable lesson that I learned. Um, whenever the first lockdown hit, so obviously you should hit the fan. I couldn't go to the gym. I was training with a set of resistance bands and I was like, fuck this, like this remember is that. going to be as useful. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck this. But the one thing that it really, really taught me was number one, you don't need a lot, but it, it and I sort of tried to get this across the board because I tried to get the majority of clients I was working with at the time to get a set of resistance bands. I was like, we can use this time to regain connections with the muscles that we maybe have neglected over the past X amount of months. And we spent that time doing that. And I do feel like there's a lot of movements that I really benefited from actually regaining a connection with, not like an emotional connection <laughs> that problem, but like a connection like with. Like connection my
0: non-emotional of, connection to my yes. chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Spend that time to do that. So, you know, there is, there is definitely merit in doing that and thinking, you know what, I've progressed quite a lot here for the next X amount of weeks. I'm just going to go maintenance in terms of the weight and the reps that I'm doing, but I'm really going to focus on the tempo. Um, and I realized that, that one of the biggest things that comes across at tempo people at the start, cause they're like trying to count their reps, trying to count their tempo, trying to count everything and be aware of everything that's going on. That's a total shit show. If you think you're going slow enough, just go a little bit slower. Yes. And I will say this all the time. And I get videos with plants all the time, They're like, yeah, yeah, nail it. And like the fucking tempo is so off, you wouldn't believe. And I will literally, maybe slightly exaggerate, put it on, I'm like, right, I'm going to count the tempo and I'll literally count it down, right, start of the movement, three, two, one, one second pause, count it out. And they've done like five reps. And I'm like, this is not the fucking tempo. <laughs> but once you can really nail it without having to count it every single time, obviously the same as. Everything else that we're doing here, it just becomes the way that you move and you just do, like, I think you mentioned to me that this, either one of the first times that we trained or one of the first times I'd sent you a video or something like best press is a dumbbell bench press is an example on this for me, I just move a very specific way in it. And I'm always in control. I always pause at the bottom of it. So that's just the way that I move because I've done the reps, the literal reps to actually get that in terms of the movement and the tempo. I don't necessarily count the tempo, yeah. but I know that I'm in You're control there. the yeah. whole way and I'm around about that because that's the way that I move. Some things I do still count the tempo. and Another thing you can play about with the tempo is in other movements, you can really extend it. So sometimes what I do in like glute bridge, I'll put more of a, pause on the contraction at the top. So maybe three seconds on the way up and a five second pause at the top, that five seconds sucks. But because your glutes are such a strong muscle that work in so many different paths of motion, it's really hard to challenge them in a fully shortened range, like really fucking hard so to actually yeah. be able to push that up and actually hold it for that amount of time. The sort of challenge and the stimulus you give that can be beneficial. So knowing how different muscles work, knowing what you need from them, knowing wants to contract a bit more like it's a whole other rabbit hole. But if you can nail a basic tempo of three, one, two, one, depending on the exercise, I think it'll definitely benefit your, it's humbling for sure. Cause I've heard that quite a lot. Like people who were, yeah, I can do this. And I remember actually the first time being introduced to it, Callum introduced me to it. We were student M10 and we were doing walking lunges and I was like doing 220 pounds barbell on my back. I was like, I'm a fucking pro at these. Like <laughs> watch this, I've got this. Within about five minutes, I was crippled under my own body weight of doing them actually and actually feeling yeah. the muscle. Like, yes, okay, can I use momentum and get me to the other side with the part of my back? Yeah. Can I do that actually doing tempo and feeling the muscle contraction under my own body weight? No. I was literally, my entire body was shaking. So that was my introduction to tempo.
0: I, I think, you know, you hit on one point there that is so funny for me is, is the timing aspect of things. If you think you're going uh, at a good pace, you can absolutely go slower. And it's always, you know, when I, when I look at the videos, I record myself lifting, I look at the videos, I'm like, I was rushing through that set. I needed to slow down tenfold. And I thought I was doing a great job, you
1: know, with. That's why videos tempo. are so beneficial. They like, are. yes, okay, it's great for me to see for you guys and be able to correct yeah. them. But even if it, for you to do, like, I still do it. And I'm like, oh, shit, I could definitely do better in that. Because how you think you look and how you actually look is two completely different things. And I think that yes. that's one thing that I'm going to really enjoy about our time in Nashville, because I'm going to group people off. And I think other people seeing other people move yeah, because generally the, most, the majority of you guys train by yourself will be good, will be eye opening because they don't necessarily see the things that I would say, you know, and, and I also
0: think on the second point, you, we, we get caught up in the rep range numbers, um, yeah. you know, we have to get to 10, we have to get to 12, we have to get to 15, we have to get to eight, we have to do this you know, at the end of the day, how is your muscle feeling, right? What's the feelings of your muscles? Uh, you know, you know <laughs> are they upset with you? Then that's a it good thing. I'm angry at you. I'm not going to flex <laughs> yeah. today, but uh, no, but I mean, maybe but, but think about it. I mean, when you're doing tempo and you're going slow, even if you hit six, that is perfect. Like if you're hitting that muscle fatigue and contraction, that is so important during this period of time, of you trying to burn your muscles out from a muscle fatigue perspective and progressive overload, you know, the time under tension that you have in those exercises are what's going to be some of the most valuable things to hit new, new peaks and really get you out of those plateaus and plateaus being, you know, we're not making any progression or moving upward. So for, for me, you know, slowing down is always a thing that I have in my head that I talk to myself with all the time. Slow down. I was doing uh, the tricep extensions today, the cross body tricep extensions, and I was doing, I started off you know, ah, I'm like, Dave, slow down. And, and the contraction is so much better from hitting that muscle group and burning it out. You know, I was only getting to eight or nine uh, with like 10 pounds. Uh, You know, that's, that's what you're looking for um, when you're going and doing this. And that's what you're trying to accomplish is controlled, slow, time under tension, volume, and eventually increasing strength, right? And those, those things will make your gains as as high and maximum as they possibly can be
1: yeah and i want to actually you mentioned that i want to quote jason because he sent for a list of stuff here that, that he focuses on that he's learned over time and his point was eight proper reps yields more benefit than 15 lazy he wants and that's exactly it can you do 15 reps like you know swinging your body and throwing the weight away all day long but eight actual proper reps where you're fully contracting the muscle and actually feeling it are more beneficial to you than those 15 reps he has put slow down three times in in his list of things to do. Another thing he said was no jerking movements, which again, you know, I talk often about stability and that comes back to the exercise execution topic. Um, you know, being stable in the movement, it sort of will reduce number one, it will increase the ability to contract the muscle that you're working, but it will also reduce the the risk of injury through that as well. Um, he also said do a practice rep and your warm up sets are important too. Yep. Um, so I think that that's, that's a lot of, I guess that, that, that is how I train. Like that, that is the way that I do think I'm not saying I'm right, but it's the way that I have learned to train it's the way that I will continue to coach because I think it's, it's the optimal way to do it. And I'm always open to people telling me different and not open in new ways and whatever else. But for yeah. me right now, that's how I train. Tempo is important. Exercise execution, exercise execution is paramount. And I'm, I'm always, 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 always want to progress, always want to progress. That's it.
0: I think we hit on that, the, the, the good spots there and, uh, you can wrap things up, but I think, yeah, you know, I, mean, I covered, I
1: covered my list. I had active reins, tempo. Great. That was perfect. Exercise. You know, it's, it's always Nailed great it. that,
0: you know, I'm sure folks think we plan this, you know, we, we do to some extent from a topic perspective. And then we kind of come with our own, you know, experiences or things that we've researched or things like that together. You, we try to decide a topic uh, earlier in the week and then kind of come from there. Um, that helps us out kind of with the, the planning here, but most of the time, most of the, most time, of the time. time, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's just they feel it low. like, Hey, <laughs> let's go. But, you know, again, our, our whole goal here is to share our experience and knowledge and it and, and help others that may be struggling in certain areas, what you're seeing here. And what you're hearing here is ways that you can improve your weight training and resistance training to get what you need to out of, out of your goals and objectives. And again, you know, if your goal isn't resistance training, it's more you know, performance and endurance or things that can absolutely help with that. So, you know, you're looking at sprinting, for example, or, you know, long-term running, those are going to be your short, short twitch fibers, which are going to help more with muscle endurance. So resistance training can help increase your ability to perform in certain sports, uh, can increase your performance when it comes to, you know, running and sprinting and cardio. So it's not to say that these are all mutually exclusive and you need to be, you know, deadlifting 600 pounds or 700 pounds or wrestling bears like Phillip's. Uh, Philip was, uh, <laughs> You see that i thought he was joking it man was, i thought he was, was joking. It's a, comment, legit bear. Is, no, a
1: legit bear no it's a legit front, bear he wrestled legit, bears yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i'm like but oh yeah, <laughs> come into the chat he obviously hasn't been in the chat in a while he was like i come in here to, to complain about my split squats but i'm afraid that if i do there might be wrestle a bear in my next <laughs> <program."> <laughs> that's that's the ultimate punishment
0: is you have to go wrestle a bear we to talking about philip Philip used to uh uh you know used to wrestle bears I guess when he was younger it's a, it's a sport it's a sport where you kind of like wrestle bears and, you know it's obviously not hurting his uh, Philip Wiley. he's not hurting the bear or anything like that it's a you know they're 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 trained bears and things like that and it's the it's...
1: scared of the photo the, the
0: bear actually looks scared with Philip I mean I I I mean at that point I, I would be scared of Philip and I am scared of Philip now I'm actually very intimidated that he, he joined the group but he's awesome he's great uh such a positive energy uh with Philip and uh I look forward to hopefully getting in the train with him too. But it's just you know, again, uh, our, our, we're here to. <laughs> you fell positive... up the bar. <laughs> yeah, I want to wrestle a bear. <laughs> uh, no, we're here to create a positive community for everybody and help people. Out. So hopefully, you enjoy our podcast. If you do, please share it with your friends, your family, um, folks that you think would be more beneficial. We're going to continue to get uh, additional guests on here to share their experiences, both from a, a a man and a woman perspective, as well as you know different experiences that they can share their successes and their struggles. Because I think it's important. Uh, for not just to be us out here but also representing the community and people that are having success out there and what's changed for them because my you know what's what's you know what worked for me may not work for for somebody else but at the end of the day what does work is the fundamentals nutrition mindset and repeatability around resistance training or what you're doing from a a workout perspective i heard uh dr atia who's uh one of the leading uh folks on longevity research uh, in the industry talk about uh the single best thing you can do for yourself for your health and for your body isn't a specific pillar medicine it isn't a, sp- a specific supplement it's literally getting out there and being active and and that has the biggest impact on longevity possible and again you know different training programs may be different different ways of going about your you know what you want to accomplish may be different than ours but at the end of the day we all share the same foundation which is you know if we eat healthy we live healthy lifestyles we create healthy habits that will equate and turn into longevity as well as what we want to accomplish in our lives so uh, please share us. Uh, we hack health on everything uh, Discord, social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook, you name it. Uh, but we also appreciate everybody out here uh, listening to us and uh, giving us the motivation. You
1: inspire us. I agree. Catch you next week. Catch you next week. Later, all. Bye.